How do? It's old new Borrowed Who, the meandering biography podcast hosted by two assembled, well, poorly assembled Joshes. <laughs> uh, each episode we explore the life of a famous actor, deciding whether they've been naughty or nice, and then look over three of their films and discuss what we liked and about them, how we could have made them better, or is it even possible? Uh, my name is Josh Hutton, the host you don't want to make angry, and across from me... Uh, and I am Josh Jones, the host... Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. The, the the host of Thunder. The host of Thunder. Nice. Yeah. I, as you can tell, I drop these on Josh yeah. every week. <laughs> he doesn't know what's coming. But yeah, it works. I mean, I, at least it wasn't the host with, uh, with a little bow that yeah. I like to shoot things with. <laughs> oh, yes. The finest, finest character. The finest character. Well, he's, he's, he's now... Now not he's now the worst definitely there's no no argument now. Oh, do you what do you think there was an argument for this this for this main before? person? Yeah, oh. because they weren't overly developed. That was okay, the problem. Fair. But yes, hello, we're we're back um, and better than ever. Yes, so uh, not really much has happened this past week, but I, I know I'm really excited for the whole new Marvel influx. Disney has been yeah. pushing more Marvel properties on us. Yeah, they with- got What If coming out. They've got Loki out currently. It's still running. It's finale when this comes out. On the day this comes out, I'm up to date on it. I'm loving it. I'm I'm enjoying all the different Lokis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sick. I loved I loved seeing uh, dear old Richard E. Grant show up. There was um, that man. Did you see Chris Hemsworth was a Loki as well? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a frog Loki. <laughs> oh wait, he I thought a... you meant as in he was because he's trapped. No, no, he the, the, he oh. voices a frog Loki in, in oh, there. Oh, nice little um, Easter egg. And then obviously we've got um, MCU Four is out, and I'm sure it's something you've been looking like Phase Four. Oh yeah, yeah. which starting with sh- is this, this one? This is the, oh, is this officially yeah. the start? Black I thought this Widow was officially, officially the end. I think it's officially the start. Oh, okay, fair. Okay. Um, so yeah, not to give too much away, but it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> you've been ex- you've been excited, I imagine, for this, and it's been sort yeah. of held off and <coughs> teased for for mm. weeks and months and years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's now... The, yeah, because that's why I thought that this was the end, because obviously this was meant to come out prior to all of the uh, TV series. Yes. And it didn't. And there are certain, you know, characters and whatnot. And I don't, I don't think I don't think it I don't think it took away from either the series in which the characters turn up or this. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit of it was there was enough introduction in both. But yeah. it's just an interesting sort of. Vibe. It's an interesting world that we've lived in for the last year. Josh. It is. It's, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird time that it's taken so long for the next. Because mm. you're used to a Marvel film every summer, basically. Sometimes yeah. two. Exactly. Um, and it's just well, we're getting three this year. Are we? We've got Black Widow, mm. Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and Spider Man. Oh yes, we are as well. But Spider Man's one of those ones. I'm like, is it Marvel? Is it Sony? I know it's part of the Marvel universe, so it's it is. But they yeah. sort of half and half, don't they? Yeah, that's true. But I'm finding Disney Plus is getting better and better in general. I'm not a big fan of them charging twenty quid to to watch new things. Um, yeah, it's. I, get I, I was thinking are. about this, and I, and I kind of I quite appreciate that business model. If I'm honest, I think I think it's um, I think it's an odd one, but I think they've ballparked it quite well. Twenty quid's a good amount cause if because because it's got... cheaper than it would be to take a family to the cinema. Unless you're in Wales. Well, yeah, unless you're in a major city in general, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's like two, three quid, isn't it? Something like that. It's, it's, about, it's about four or five quid here mm. for, for a ticket. But if you go to somewhere like London, you're looking at... Yeah. 
10 quid a ticket and so take two people there or buy it and own do you own it do you get to watch it forever or is it for a rental period i'm not sure no i think you have it i think you have it it's premier access so you get access to it prior before it it comes on okay that makes sense but yeah i don't know if then because then is it tied to your the second your subscription lapses it's gone i imagine then Mm. but by but equally you you'd have only seen it once in the cinema yeah that's true or it's, twice if you loved it. But yeah, um, it's interesting. Disney Plus seemed to have a really good model. Star is bringing out more and more TV Disney shows. Disney Plus is now the most subscribed streaming service in the world. And I'm not... overtaken Netflix. And I'm not shocked either. No. I mean, I'm, I'm turning to Disney Plus more and more now. Mm, uh, for TV for sure. shows, definitely. Like, they've now got The Walking Dead all here on the UK stuff. And mm-hmm. they're bringing more things there. So yeah, really interested in Disney Plus and see how it goes. Yeah, mm. I'm enjoying it. As long as Netflix doesn't go in the dust, we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> I I'm in, yeah yeah it's the, the the monopoly the inevitable monopoly. Well yeah that's it. We have got three big big players at the moment in the UK. I think Netflix gets bought out at some point. What do you think? It absorbs- I don't think Netflix. I don't think Netflix can compete. Amazon buys it out in I'm- the in the long term. I think it can compete with Amazon or Disney. They are two juggernauts, and everyone. It's weird because Netflix throughout its life, it's had a it's had a weird one, hasn't it? Because it's 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 been compared to you know Love Film and stuff, which was then bought which was by then Amazon, absorbed by Amazon, yeah. And then it was being compared when it started producing to like CBS and or not not necessarily CBS, what is it, AMC and HBO and that sort of stuff. And then suddenly it was actually producing like big films yeah and it's now being and then it's compared to like all the big film production companies and now we're saying it's in the league with amazon and disney but i don't i think that that's the that's the point where it sort of drops off i think netflix is in danger of being absorbed by one of them i think if it gets absorbed by amazon it keeps the name netflix regardless (laughs) and amazon it'll go netflix and amazon company and it'll just be amazon prime sort of disappears and you just have a netflix subscription alongside it yeah that'd be interesting but yeah, who knows? We'll wait and see. Who knows, yeah. So let's jump in to our clue about who we're going to be talking about this week. So the clue was um, a roaring success. I had lots of people <laughs> get this one, um, which is good. Um, don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> of, very excited. I got, I got all, all choked up. Um, so it was easier, and it was definitely easier if you're an English teacher or an ex-English teacher and a fan of long-haired boy pop groups. So the clue was... Hester Prynne tries to attract the attention of Mbop singers. So Hester Prynne is the main person in Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, so Scarlet. And then you have Mbop singers. Who sang Mbop? It was Hanson. And if you're trying to get their attention, it's Yo Hanson. So Scarlet <laughs> Yo Hanson. And that's where we are. We're Scarlet Yo Hanson. But don't want to jump into her straight away before we scour her existence. What did you know about her before we start explaining uh, Scarlet? So... Scar joke, the big, I, I, big I, I will, scar joke. As you say, scar joke, I'm going to jump in immediately and say she hates the name scar joke. Does she? She hates it. She really? thinks it's really lazy and flippant by <laughs> people, and she thinks if you can't be bothered to say my name, don't even ask me a question. Basically, which I get. Scar, yeah, yeah it's, it's same. You, you wouldn't abbreviate. Well, you uh, Roger Downey Jr. You do RGJ, I suppose, mm-hmm. if you're talking about him briefly. But Chris Hemsworth gets Chris Hemsworth as his name, doesn't he? Yeah, that's because there's three of them. Yeah, but you could call him Krems. Krems. It's the same thing as ScarJo, well, isn't it? <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think there's a different uh, vibe. I think ScarJo rolls off the tongue. It sounds cooler, but it's got the word Scar in it. That's 
that's funny. is that what she doesn't like I, she just doesn't like the the abbreviation just but like, does she like any nicknames then does she get, like, no, being but, called scar but no but then just call her scarlet she wouldn't i don't think she'd mind if you just address it by her first name she just thinks scar joe's lazy yeah but i'm saying is it, as in is there a line which if, if someone's trying like one of her friends is trying to get her attention would they all call her scarlet or would... I, I have no idea with that but i it's, it's <laughs> she thinks it's lazy by reporters and just a bit I, flippant and i'd never write, i'd never write it in a in a thing and i would never use it to try and get her attention but if i'm referencing it's, her yeah it's much easier sorry i jumped down your throat no there. no no that's fine i mean well so now what I'll, do I'll, i know about her what i know do you she hates being called <laughs> scar joe um no i i knew very little i knew her well her first two oscar noms were this year last yeah. year just gone sorry um and which is 2020 if you're looking at back on this you know yes repeat yes. yeah 2021 <clears throat> is it 2020 or 2021 2020 2020 oscars yeah um and yeah i don't know i i think she i know that she when she broke into the big hollywood world she was quite gun ho with her parts and whatnot she she was she was a game bird was scarjo and uh and I don't know. I think she she's she she. I don't know. From what I've seen, it seems like she went through that period, and then she went for, what well, I'd say were safe roles. Okay. And now she's going back into sort of she's doing some weird stuff, which is quite cool, I think. Or not necessarily weird, but just more. She's picking now. She's able to. She yeah. got to. Um. I to be honest with, I feel like she's been around forever. <laughs> Scarlett Hansen, which is weird to say. Mm. She's only thirty six, but I thought mm. she was older than that not from appearance or anything like that she's always played an older role whenever she's acted in things outside of like Black Widow or even Black Widow she plays a more worldly person than what the age would suggest I mm-hmm. suppose um, and I also know that she's quite prolific in human rights and uh, mm. she's always been like the face of several charities yeah. for that sort of thing but herself and her actual personal life I've not really known a huge amount about I just uh, she was hang on I know I know Go she on. was married to uh, Ryan Reynolds. Our very first person we talked about on the yeah. um, Old You Borrowed Who? In the 90s? No. 2000s? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, in the 90s. Well, she was born in 84, so it wouldn't be in the 90s. She'd have been... Uh... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 16. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah, it was about 2006, yeah. 2007, somewhere around there she got married to him. But yeah, so she's yeah married married a few times, but we'll, we'll go into that. So, yeah, before I start, um, I just want to say that I've used IMDb and Wikipedia, along with Biography.com, Britannica, The Famous People, and then some other sites just to confirm this information. So, her life. Ooh. Sit down, you're too old to be standing. So, Scarlett was born in was born just three minutes before her twin brother on November 22nd, 1984, in Manhattan. Her mother, Melanie Sloan, comes from an um, Ashkan- Ashkenazi Jew descent which is the same as gene wilder who we talked about last episode um and is a lifelong new yorker and producer so again mother's side um uh, is from there uh due to her mother's side she identifies as jewish as well Mm. doesn't overly practice it although says that she is jewish right um her father is an architect from copenhagen uh, which has granted her dual citizenship so she's half danish half american very cool which is nice and interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, she's uh, three minutes older than her twin brother. So she's got a twin brother uh, called Hunter. And she also has an older... Well, she also has an older sister called Vanessa. They are both actors as well. And she has another brother as well who doesn't act or do anything in like anything that. In anything 
you nothing recognize? big no it's like little bits and pieces they were are they more stage or anything or um i think they're all sort of stage but a lot of advert stuff and uh, little bit parts here and there um her brother looks quite a lot like her but it was clear that sort of when, when we go a bit more it was they wanted to go into stage all of the sort of kids did at a point right, okay. and the parents support it so actor in the fact that they they got little bit parts and they probably still will get small parts because of the sisters well scarlet's rise to fame and things like that Uh, but nothing that I've really noticed or or aware of imagine if you googled them you'd go oh yeah I recognise that face and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. not because it looks a bit like Scarlet's but (laughs) but more that you've seen it before so um, her parents divorced when she was uh, 13 she spent um, a lot of time oh I also mentioned she's got a older half brother as well so her dad seems to be on serial marriager (laughs) was it yeah so they divided first when she was 13. She uh, spent most of her time with her mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. She described her grandmother as her best friend growing Aww. up. So she really got on with her grandmother. And um, she was a bookkeeper and a teacher, her grandmother, who was really supportive in her to pursue the wanting to do theatre, which is mm-hmm. what she, well, acting is what she really wanted to do. She used to practice crying in a mirror and things like that just to get better at acting. I must say, of, of all of ScarJo's many talents... The ability to cry? The ability to cry. Phenomenal. It's, it is great. She uses it a lot, and she's very good at it. Yes, she is. Um, uh, she's very good at portraying emotions effectively. It sounds, mm. sounds real patronising to say it, but mm. there's a lot of actors who go, oh, they've been told to cry now, and they're sat there busy playing, doing mm. the Joey Tribbiani of pulling yeah, leg yeah, hairs yeah. out of them and stuff like that. Whilst, but you feel like you're mm. caught up in, in there. There's several scenes, I think, in the films we're going to discuss where mm. it, you do get broken up a bit when, mm. uh, when she cries. Um, yeah, so she did. She wanted to do acting. Grandmother supported her, took her to tap classes because she really loved musical theatre. That's what she really wanted to do was musical theatre. That was her high point. Um, she was also enrolled in the Professional Children's School, um, which is a school that focuses um, on getting kids into film, TV, theatre, that sort of thing. Right. Um, it's a private school, um, and it's focused on the arts. There's so many alumni from there, including her her lookalike, Christopher Walken. Do you remember really? when that was floating around on the internet, where there was like a picture of a young Christopher no. Walken next oh, to Scarlett Johansson? No, I do, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact they looked quite similar, yeah, they really. Do. Yeah, they do. He's well, he's got he's got quite feminine I think features. He's got quite feminine features. It's high cheekbones, yeah. the, the big eyes, that sort of thing, sort of classically feminine mm. look to him. But yeah, when he was younger, he looked quite a lot like her. But I thought it'd be very funny. Lots, yeah, lots of famous actors from there, from all throughout mm. film and TV. So she started taking um, auditions. Um, her mother took her to all the first auditions. One of her first auditions she went was with her brother, um, okay. and her brother was selected for the role, and she wasn't. Oh, and basically, gutting. yeah, and it was obviously her twin brother, and it just devastated her. She oh. was so angry, and it just made her push herself hard. I go, I'm going to do this. So she started getting. So she is Paige. <laughs> But the other one. Oh no, not Paige. WWE. Well, you were talking about yeah, Zach. Sorry, what's his name? Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Attack. Zach and Attack, Paige getting here. Yeah, she. But yeah, the other <laughs> way around. So she she got looked over. She was upset. She was going to go. Uh, she ended up doing a couple of commercials for like Wonder Breads and things like that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And she thought it wasn't worth her time. Essentially, this is like a, a little kid going, mm. not worth it. I want to do film and TV. Mm. This is what I want to do: film, TV, and theatre. So after that, she got a role off Broadway. As Ethan Hawke's daughter in a show called Sophistry. 
Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, sophistry, um, uh, which was in 1993. So that was in... I forget how old Ethan Hawke is. Ethan Hawke does look the same since... I think he looks a bit got... like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? And they're, both, a... and they're both unaging. Yeah, he's a better looking <laughs> Kevin Bacon in my mind. Oh, do you think? I think I'd be able to... It'd be, if you gave me Kevin Bacon and Ethan Hawke now, <laughs> and I had to market one of them, I'm going to get more bookings for Ethan Hawke with no back catalogue. Yeah, okay, true. Yeah. Although I did watch Assault on, Assault on Precinct, Precinct 13 today. The, oh, I watched that the other day. The remake of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and it's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, if I only had that film to show to try and get him booked, I'm not getting him booked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she did that, and then she got her debut in a film the following year in 1994 in the film North, which starred Elijah Woods as, as North, um, and she was like one of his friends. Um, it was said that she was very professional on set and had an innate understanding of what to do. Uh, this kept her... Uh, uh, I think yeah. I've seen that film. Yeah, so she's been acting for a long time. So she got her first casting in a film at the age of nine. Um, yeah. North. North. I don't I don't remember it. I don't recognise it at all. Um, it's got a lot of big names. It's got um, her parents... Uh, or North's parents are played by Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So it's got the, the friends from uh, Seinfeld. Bruce Willis is the narrator. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a strange casting. What a... That is a hell of a cast. I know. It's it's something I wanted to put on my watch list afterwards, but I, I didn't get round to it. But yeah. Well, guess, uh, guess that's what you're doing after this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was the first one. But she was apparently very professional and did a lot of what she needed to do. And everyone understood... She un- had an innate ability to understand where she was meant to go, what to do, reacted very positively. Mm. Um, this kept getting many minor roles, but her breakout role was Amanda, uh, was as Amanda in Manny and Lowe. Um, this film gave us some great reviews, but some, I'd say, a little confusing. So this is the okay. review that I saw about it, um, and it's, it's a really good thing it talks about her, but it made me go, hmm, is that something you would write nowadays in a review? If she can get through puberty with that aura undisturbed, she beca- could become an important actress. Is that a, is that a reference to like what was happening with what, what year is this? Sorry, um, this is late nineties. I can't I can't remember the year. So is that head. sort of Disney Channel foreboding? Because there was, that was about it. Probably was around that time, but it's the yeah. It's obviously talking about how if she can make it through the turbulent years of. From child, child to actor. an adult, but that, I think fine. is that not? I don't know. I think that's more of a reflection on the the child actor side of Hollywood than it is on yeah, a girl going through puberty. Definitely, I didn't. It wasn't that wasn't how I meant it to come across. It was it was a troubling quote that it's so yeah. widely remarked on that they go. It's so hard to break that child actor yeah. to adult actor. Yeah, for sure. But I think I think it is. I think that I think that's un, undisputed. Really, I can't. Kurt Russell is probably the best known child actor to ever sort of make it as a lead without too much issues, I suppose. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any recent ones. I guess Shia LaBeouf. He's had a lot of issues. Oh, yeah, he's had issues, yeah. <laughs> um, right. Ron Howard's an old one again, who's done really well from child actor to actor. Um, but there's, yeah, there's, there's a few. Yeah, that's that. actually, yeah. It is, it is quite different. So I guess, I don't know, I guess Sky is... Oh, um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman as well, yeah. yeah. Kira Knightley, same thing. Yeah, as both in the same film that I was thinking of at the time. Yeah. Then, but yeah, it, it is seems to be far and few between that they make it. Daniel Radcliffe became an alcoholic, so although he looks like he's done really well, mm. he had his own struggles. So mm. yeah, I understand the quote, but thought it was interesting. But then, yeah, yeah, she's in films from then. So that was my pre-film well, ramble. 
That's I've, mad. So when was she in Home Alone? Home, Home Alone 3 was again... Um, I think that it was, was 90s. Late 90s again. Yeah. So yeah, it was about... I think it was 97, uh, I think, Maybe. roughly off the top of my head. It's a crap film, that. It is, but it's yeah, so she's... awful. Tons I of... really... I... I despise any of the Home Alone's <laughs> after two. Yeah, it was, it's t- yeah, it's um, they're remaking it, aren't they now? With um, the the bigger kid from Jojo Rabbit is going to be the lead character. Oh, in, hilarious! Which and he was a good actor, so we'll see how that he works out. He was a out. good actor. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, which another, also had another one of Scar Jones. Yeah, that, so, that was her Oscar nom. Uh, supporting for actress, sporting. and then she got yeah best support uh, best actress for Marriage Story. Same mm. year, two thousand. Yeah. Do you want to look at her personal life? 2000. 2020? No, 2000. <laughs> we're still with 2000. In for a penny. <laughs> uh, so personal life. So she's been married three times. Uh, mm-hmm. She married Ryan Reynolds in 2008, as mm-hmm. you said. And they How set... did they meet? Do you know? Uh, they met on set of a film, I believe. I oh, can't remember it? what the name of the film she was. She wasn't in... I'm not being insane. She's not the one in Amityville, is she? No, I don't believe she Who is. Who was in Amityville I'd... with him? I can't remember. I can't remember off the top I of my head. I thought that was... This is where I, I've got it all wrong, and it is her... But yeah, no, I can't. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know what. I'm trying to think of what film the two of them have been in around 2006, or well, it would have been 2005, wouldn't it? Yeah, 2005 was the Amityville Horror, um, but it wasn't her. It was Melissa George was in that film. Oh, okay, fair. But I can't but remember. What the, what the hell? I don't know. That's just uh, to me. It's a pairing that I I almost like. I can totally see. Yeah, but. How they come across each other in the mid two thousands? I don't know. I guess were they both? Ah, oh, no, she wasn't in that weird waiting. What was it? It was just called waiting, wasn't it? Well, yeah, waiting was the, was the name of it. Yeah, um, I'm. Just... That was a fucking garbage film as well. Sorry, we I, are. I we are heavily deviating. Here, I I didn't uh... mind it to be honest. Um, really? They... No. Um, so they met um, when Reynolds had a break from Canadian singer Alan Morris set. Apparently, they just. They, oh, they, didn't just meet. Met like they didn't a, meet. They just met a, at an awards Hollywood thing. party. Yeah, and just fell in love, madly in love, and then yeah, and then out, <laughs> then out. Uh, through <laughs> shortly after that, she began dating Romaine Duriac, the owner of an advertising agency, um, a French. Uh, I don't know if he's a French advertising agency, but he's French himself. So they spent most of their time in Paris or New York. They sort of split the year between the two, um, and she had her daughter Rose Dorothy uh, Duriac. Um, with him in 2014 and they married shortly afterwards they then split in 2016 um, and she is now married to the co-head writer of SNL Colin Jost that was 2019 that was relatively 2020 that was I believe they got married yeah so quite recent in in grand scheme of things yeah so so she's also had a music career as well I don't know if you're aware of this no Uh, she released her debut album in 2008 which were basically covers of Tom Waits it also featured David Bowie on the album. It had one original song by her, but the rest was all top Tom Waits. Um, I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah, she apparently she loved Tom Waits growing up, like, and she had her own sort of take on it. I suppose it's because oh, she. I want. I want to. I want to meet Scarlett. Yeah, she sounds great. She because <laughs> obviously one of her sort of defining characteristics, if you look at anything, is her sort of sultry, raspy voice. Yeah, I would have. Had you told me, or had you? Sorry, rather, had you not told me what she'd been singing, I'd have hazarded guess that it would have been something sort of bluesy. I was going to say burlesque. No, like, you know, like flap it, like that sort of... Just the Chicago soundtrack. Uh, yeah, well, like, 
female crooner. I, I don't know what I don't know how to describe. It. It, it's not blues, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like Monroe and that sort of. Yeah, I get vibe. that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. So it's it's not direct covers. It's mm. her own sort of. They've they've actually have done a cover. It's not like. They put the same song on and she's just mm. sang over it. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's really cool. I do have worked with Bowie. That's pretty impressive. Um, she then worked with Pete Yorn for a second album, a second solo album. And she has since formed There's a... multiples. Wow. Yeah, and then she has formed a band with one of the members from Haim, which has one album under its name. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um, I think it was, they called Singles with Someone Haim, so one of the sisters, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But there, I think there's been like a, someone from Los Angeles has a band called The Singles and they're like, you need to get rid of the name and I don't think they ever have. So <laughs> I don't think anyone's won because they aren't really a band. By that's the awesome. So yeah, she's got three. Oh, I'm going to go listen to them. Yeah, Fabulous. three of those. But yeah. Spotify playlist sorted. Yeah, that's that's pretty much her life. I know she's got a lot more there. We'll talk about Naughty or Nice, where I'll talk about other bits from her. But yeah, that's it. So yeah, she's went from child actor. She managed to transition into um, a woman actor, I suppose. Um, I think Lost in Translation was that transition um, from it, is what it's classed as, because that was Ghost World, and then she went to Lost in Translation, because uh, that's 2003, 2004, Lost in Translation, and that was her first sort of adult role with um, by Sophia Ford Coppola, isn't it? Mm. Who did that, and that's classed as her first adult role. Is yeah. that pre, pre-Berlin Girl? Yes. Bling Girl is 2008, I believe, so it's about four years ago. I remember that. that. I vividly remember that coming out. I don't know why. I think my parents bought the DVD. Yeah, it's, it I was, remember that being quite a big film. It was uh, it was widely touted because obviously it had Natalie Portman in it, it had Scarlett Johansson, so two rising female yeah. stars. And then they had Eric Banner, who was mm. hot shit at the time, and then dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, oh dear old Eric Banner. I like Eric Banner, but he yeah he he did he was a bit of a flash in the pan. That I mean, one, there's there's flash in the pans, and then there is literally the souffle. Is it's like was it not souffle? Um, you know, you just light it. I can't remember what it is. What is a souffle? I what thought souffle was a cake. I that think you rise in a flambe. Flambe, that's it. <laughs> you can tell we've been spending our lockdown ordering McDonald's in. <laughs> I'll just know what an apple pie and a McFlurry yeah. is. No idea. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, should we have a look to see if she's naughty or nice then? Yeah, for sure. Do you reckon, what do you reckon before we go in there? Nice. You reckon, you're going to go nice. So, um, yeah, okay. Johansson has supported various charitable organisations. So there's like AIDS Still Required, Cancer Research UK, Stand Up to Cancer, Too Many Women, another sort of cancer research mm. for, for breast cancer, USA Harvest, which is a food provider. Um, wow. And then she also became the global ambassador for Oxfam in 2005. Um, which was a big thing. Cool. Um, so she did a lot of things for anti-poverty, which was um, something... Do you remember the campaign one done by Bono? back in? Yeah. She was involved in that. Was she? Um, and then, yeah, she basically did a bunch of things where she like auctioned things off to, mm. to raise money for them. That's um, cool. Uh, she got someone there for he's just not that into you or something like that. She sort of auctioned off the ability to be there on the red carpet and get the stars. Oh, through. that's really cool. I like that. Um, which is really good. She's also um, been collaborated with the 300 Women in Hollywood to set up Times Up Initiative to protect um, against harassment and discrimination. Awesome. And was also part of the Women's March. Um, she did, however receive backlash for calling out fellow actor James Franco on allegations of sexual misconduct. As in the past, she had defended working with Woody Allen amid the accusations of about his daughter, yeah. Dylan Farrow. So she defended Woody Allen for what he was doing, yeah. 
but then publicly called out James Franco yeah. for something that at the time wasn't proven as well. So yeah. there was a bit of a controversy around that. Yeah. But again, it's it's a hard one because it very much when she defended Woody Allen... Haven't both, both of them are still... Neither of them have been proven, haven't they? No, that's that's part of the issue. But, but again, it's the time Woody Allen, when it was done, women were still very much choked of a voice, I suppose, yeah. against what was happening there. And it's much more freedom to be as confident as you can be about yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, more recently. Yeah. Um, also, she was she did have to resign from her position in Oxfam um, because she promoted the Soda Stream at the um, Super Bowl in 2014, um, whose main factory is based in an, on an Israeli settlement in West Bank. So, yeah, it was uh, opposed... Because Oxfam opposes all trade with Israel. And she had to step down because she um, promoted... The Soda Stream. I had no idea the Soda Stream was based in the fucking West Bank. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So she that that was sort of why she had to step down as uh, ambassador and public face after what was that nine years? That's 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 yeah. gutting. Nine years. I imagine she got paid quite a bit for it for the Super Bowl commercial, but by the same token, it's just one of those things you have to step down because Oxfam opposes anything to do with Israel. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, it's uh, that's pretty much all I've got on her um i know she raised a lot of money for when there was the hurricane maria thing as well mm. with the rest of the avengers but basically she's a good person she seems lovely she seems lovely i, I haven't put anything about political there because we've both got our own political leanings and to say well she supported this person makes her a nice <laughs> person isn't necessarily true but um yeah she's also um mainly well, I mean, these these judgments are all our own anyway maybe maybe you support this right <laughs> and maybe yeah maybe the so street was the right move and... <laughs> maybe we just need to get on with it and have fizzy water yeah. and accept the situation is that what... <laughs> um it's yeah it's it, i get that but she but the thing i do like about her with politics was she was a registered independent for a very long time mm. so it was very much vote for the best person rather than state I'm she, Democratic or Republican as she well. was on one of the wasn't she on one of the Clinton campaign ads she was she did yeah. she did move on to because there the, was there was one wasn't there that they did which was a load of Hollywood stars because RDJ did it didn't he he, he helmed did. it yeah she she has come out far more recently as mm. publicly a Democrat and has um, backed a lot of female uh, candidates as mm. well that have been present which again understandable yeah. Completely, completely, completely get um, as she is a massive voice and known for, for, yeah, for yeah, women for as sure. well. So yeah, I think really we can say that she's a nice person. She's, she's basically done very that. nice. And the reason that she's naughty is because she was either scared to speak up, didn't know, or also she just took some money for something she didn't realize was put in Israel. Mm. Which again, I had no idea that, that Soda Stream was would, there either. Who would? Who would ever associate those two? <laughs> Who would ever? No, I don't. Yeah. What is this? A barren? It's a barren desert area over there. I know what we could do. <laughs> Let's just fizz up what little water we've got. <laughs> Throw it at them. Anyway, notable accomplishments. So she's had, as you said, two Academy Award nominations, both in 2020, both unsuccessful. We've always mentioned um, Jojo mm. Rabbit and Marriage Story mm-hmm. with the two nominations. She won one BAFTA for uh, Lost in Translation. Which also received three other nominations. She's also had three other nominations. What was for that for? Supporting or like writing? Lead. Or... Oh, lead. lead. Lead actress. Was yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. Um, and she's also won a Tony for A View from a Bridge in 2010. So she went and did one Broadway uh, production when they brought right. A View from a Bridge back. Very cool. Which is which is 
Good. Yeah, I like it. She was also the highest paid actress for 2018 and 2019. Yes, I did know that. She is the highest grossing actress ever. Yeah, ninth highest grossing actor of all time. I really? Down there. So, yeah, highest grossing actress, uh, ninth highest grossing actor of all time. Um, and she's also been voted top in a variety of sexiest women alive and other of that ilk. Yeah, she's... But she's she doesn't fabulous. like that. No. She doesn't like the objectification of beauty as she says it does not last instead of focusing on other aspects of a person. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing to say and could be added to the nice list as well. But yeah, she doesn't agree with the whole objectification and all that sort of thing, which, understandable. Mm, yeah, sure. It, it diminishes your contributions I, as an actor, doesn't yeah, it, really? I think... Um, Dear old, dear old Scar Jo. As, uh, you're, you're leaning into this now, yeah, aren't you? What's she yeah. going to do? She's not going to come get you, is she? What's she going to do? Super. I mean, I don't know. I've 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 seen Black Widow. She's going to come in and yeah, with the pose, with the... pose, and then shoot you with a gun. Um, <laughs> I think she's she's such a uh, force for good for uh, women in in uh, the arts at the moment. I think she like having. Because, you know, throughout... There, there are always leading ladies throughout the years. Yeah. But she is a very proactive, forward-thinking one who is currently, you know... I mean, she's dominant. When there... You know, there are people who dominate cinema and there's like... She really is. Well, I'm excited to see where she's got... As we said at the beginning, she's only 36. Mm. It's, it's crazy to think she's only 36 and she's got... a re- Realistic, it says 72 film credits to her name. It's about 60 film credits to her name, mm. but... She and she's putting out good stuff. She's also putting out some bad stuff, but she's doing a variety of things. She can act, she can sing, she can do what she wants to do, and she can do all varieties. Can she, dance? Uh, she did train in tap dance, so I assume she is can she? dance. I've never seen her dance on, in I'm a sure, film. I was trying to think if I've seen her dance in any film. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in a musical at some point soon, because that's as I said, musical theatre. I'd love to see wants. her in a musical. I'd love to see her in something like La La Land. You were going to say, weren't you? Mm, no, in all honesty, I was going to say something more like a, you know, like Spielberg's redoing West Side Story. Something like yeah. a, I could see her in like a classic, but re-envisioned for she the, does, the big she, screen. She is that sort of classic actress, but... I think she'd the... be great, she'd be great in like Thoroughly Modern Millie or something like that. It was like Sweet Charity, that sort of... Quite. I'm, I'm smiling and nodding here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong, I, know, I know of them, but... Strong female leads in musicals. <laughs> Um, yeah. Give me a musical, not a clue. But yeah. <laughs> Should we jump in and look at the three films we uh, decided to do yeah, this week? Yeah, for then? sure. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just really two young guys who ha- uh, were fortunate enough to be involved with a lot of great people whom uh, it's coming upon us to. There's no way we're doing this in less than 20 seconds. So, um, as always, we choose one film for the pair of us for the episode, the reason why we do the actor, which, as we mentioned at the top, is Black Widow, which came out only last Friday. A very modern film. Like, recent film for us to be mm. reviewing on here and um, we, had to, we had to postpone our recording I know oh. we had to make sure we got there on Friday so we could watch yeah. it yeah um, and then other things happened but yeah we, <laughs> we, we, we've got it watched we're ready to, to review it yeah. um, and then we also get to choose one film each so I chose the film Under the Skin yeah because you're a little A24 nerd was it A24 as well? Was it A24? Behave. Behave. You could have shown me that fucking film with none of the with none of the production stuff at the start and I'd have Look, said that's fucking A24. Don't get me wrong. I love A24 films, but I didn't clock that that was an A24 film. So I do a... a um, and it wasn't it wasn't the one I was going to go for. I was, it was t- tussing up between that and Ghost World, but I went for um, oh, Under the Skin. Okay. And the p- film you went for... Yeah, I went for Marriage Story. 
Oh, look at you going for the most modern one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the Oscar yeah. nom. See, yeah. yeah, we can both we can both <laughs> sh- we can both shit on each other. <laughs> I'm so surprised that you. I honestly hadn't clocked it was A24, and it feels like what? I know, oh, oh, right, in hindsight, in hindsight, it's definitely an A24 yeah. film, but. Also, it's not because I think was it A twenty four? Was it Alex Garland? <laughs> That's the, it's it's such that yeah, vibe. Yeah, and I, I I we will talk about it <laughs> first because it was the first oh, film yeah. that we talk about to go out. It's twenty thirteen A twenty four. It was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen was under the skin. Yeah. Right. So, do you, want me to, do you want me to do the plot in a minute first? Yeah. Go. F- yeah. Because right. I can definitely do this plot in a minute. Yeah. Go on. I'll, yeah, you don't even I'll need to time, time it. I'll, I'll get ready. Go. We open. <laughs> And it's like a space scene with some numbers going on. And then we find Scarlett Johansson undressing a woman, taking her clothes, and then disappearing off in a van. And we follow her. She travels around Glasgow, seducing men to follow her back home to feed them to an alien that she is also part of. Because there's an extra alien in there. And then it follows her. She slowly tries to become human instead of being an alien and understanding the nuances and love and... Humanity, mm. and that's the film. Well done. Yeah. That is the film. <laughs> yeah, that's the film. And I'm going to start off. This is the reason why I wouldn't have gone R A twenty four is mm. because it doesn't have the depth I would normally expect from an A twenty four film. Oh, thank God you said that. I really thought you. Were, I I really thought you were going <laughs> to bum like this film. I really did. I watched it. And I went, oh, Josh is going to love this. I I, really I don't... look. Don't get me wrong. There's bits and <laughs> aspects and elements of it that I really love and I just wish there was more of it and it was further developed as, a, as a concept I'm going right so for, for for starters so I'm surprised when you say it came out in 2013 because I remember this being a huge thing and I remember it being a huge thing all over the internet for no reason other than Scarlett Johansson finally got her boobs out well she gets completely naked everyone in it, yeah. went <gasps> it, it was known as the Scarlett Johansson <clears throat> Naked film. There was a she was when she was asked to do it. She said she wouldn't do it if the nudity was sexual in any way. Mm. And to be fair, the nudity that she's in isn't for a sexual it's thing. Not... It's it's an an animalistic thing and but just she's a necessary also, she's, thing. She's always she's she <clears throat> has on occasion like she totally gets nudity in films and she's uh, part like she she. Um, she not like I don't want to say, I don't want to say likes it, but she appreciates its use. Yeah. She asked Michael Bay when they were filming the island if yeah. she could get naked because she felt it would help the scene, and he said no. Which everyone knowing Michael Bay seems like a really odd. She didn't have dark hair, and that's yeah. all that Michael Bay wants. <clears throat> exactly. he wants. He wants naked dark haired ladies. Um, um, but can I, I'm gonna so with what you said about this film lacking depth and stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna jump in straight with my. The, the thing I Go for really didn't like about this film and that was that this film to me would have been the, the way to improve it was just it could have been a short film you have two of those kills yeah and the end yeah and that is a solid like 35 minutes maybe max 40 you could you but, could do it in a 20 minute film I, yeah I get that. it didn't even need to be that but like if you wanted to add some depth but it didn't need to be whatever it was what 100 100 minutes it's 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 an art piece is what it is yeah but it's too long oh and i, I agree <laughs> with that and it's as, as you said it, it feels longer than it should be um and as I said, I did the plot in, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. Because there isn't the growth that I was expecting yeah. from it. And the thing that I was hoping hoping for it to develop, um, which is a real shame. Because it, it was, it was, 
you know, with that lack of growth and plot, like you could get away with that being the plot and it being that long, but within it, it was repetitive. The kills all felt the same. And I get that that was almost part of the art. It was part of like a, it was almost a dance that she did with these people. And it was like, that was a whole part of the, the thing. Yeah. The ritual, let's say. But it was exactly the same every time. Yeah. And, I... it, and it wasn't just that bit that was the same. It was the the capturing of them was the same. Yeah, she spoke to them differently because they, they were different people. But fundamentally, the conversation went... But I think that's part of what it's meant to be. The fact well, that she doesn't, she's a, she doesn't understand. It's not even she doesn't ha- understand. It's just that men are all the same, really. Any human is the same. You give them the right triggers and they'll sort of follow blindly along. And that's mm. that's what it is. I mean, the guy who did it, this is like his... hasn't done a film since. He's done three films. Totally. He did... Um, uh, what was it? Birth and the other film, which I do recognise more so. Um, which one? Which one are you talking about here? The the director of Under the Skin also oh, right. did Birth and Sexy <clears throat> Beast. Um, okay. But again, they're all sort of. I don't know. He, it, this one is he does like experimental neo noir, yeah. and it was a mood piece again. Yeah, and it's it did. But I'm all for I'm all for a mood. I know, and I get, and and I we've, get, we've seen. We I don't know. I just. This film really... It rubbed me up the wrong way, more because there was so much good stuff there. Yes. That the fact that the the, the bits where its pitfalls were such deep pits that the good stuff didn't save it for me. However, there was so much good stuff, and I think that's why I'm more angry, was that... Yeah, you can yeah. really see that, and like the score was was beautiful, and I like a score that doesn't have a melody. Yeah, yeah. like this, where it's almost. I mean, it's, it's a bit Garland, isn't it? It's quite, it is. It wow. feels. It feels like <clears throat> Gar- and it's not. This isn't. This it is the sa- same critique I gave Nomadland. It feels like to me someone's final turn-in project for yeah. the end of a film school. Mm. They've gone. This is a really cool concept, and they've done some really lovely shots, and yeah. they've done it on. A simple, simple camera set yeah. rig. I mean, the shots where it's in the black, where she's walking away and they're sinking into the water, yeah. is beautiful and haunting and mm. twisted in all its own way. Mm. But it is someone going, "Oh, look at me! I'm, I'm clever. I'm doing these sort of things." And it, and as I said, it lacks the depth of an A24 film normally because mm. I'm all about being a knob on camera. <laughs> I, I love, I love the idea of people flexing. I love Alex Garland, as we said, which is. But that's cleverer sci-fi. Mm. This is nice sci-fi. It could be really good sci-fi, mm. but they just don't push the concepts. And her trying to, and at the end, she is obviously trying to discover that idea: what is a human? Am I doing the right thing? Should I develop further as a person? Whilst this other alien, the cleanup mm. one, doesn't care at all. Is just there. Yeah. The, just... the the best the best bit of the film for me was that it was the the relationship that she had with that bloke who she met on the bus. Oh right, when he's yeah, where she gets. But it was clothes, just all yeah. of those sort of. Well, no, it was it was just that those moments because he go, she goes back to his house. She she basically lives with him for a bit. And yeah. That that was a great moment. I think me, I that think was a that, great. Thing. That is my favorite bit. The moment where he goes to have sex with her. It sounds awful. My favorite moment where he has sex mm. with her. She's not really, th- and she screams in pain and. She's looking to see what's happened because she doesn't understand that because although she's been luring men in with her sexuality or anything like that. None of her encounters have been 
for that purpose. Right. So I couldn't work out because obviously she doesn't have sex with any of the men prior because yeah. she leads them into the thing. I couldn't work out if when she was because she sh- she like takes the desk lamp down yeah. and like holds it to it to look at what's going on. I couldn't tell whether that was that she was injured or whether there was nothing there because like the the body that had been created wasn't quite. I see. In I... my head, it was like she was looking and she was like a. Barbie doll sort of thing. See, in my head, it it's there, but there's no depth to it because right. underneath it, she's a solid matter yeah, of black. So that's why I thought yeah. there wasn't. Yeah. So it's it's not understanding the concept. So the idea in my head is that these aliens don't need to reproduce. Yeah. Um, they're asexual beings essentially, and there's they uh, there's that main one that they're feeding with these people mm. essentially, and these two are <laughs> descendants from her that they've been made just to feed the queen as it were yeah and i i feel like the opening starts off because obviously it's with a naked woman and it's almost like the man's had his turn doing that role and scarlett johansson's character's been the cleanup now they're switching roles where she's luring people in to change up how things because i couldn't work out why it was a dead woman at the beginning to take her clothes so it felt like it was a switch in, in roles that that was like a i don't know like a we've just landed sort of thing yeah, because of the countdown. Like, that was that was how they started. It's just they feel more competent than the, just landing, don't and they? All, and all of this also, I know we're talking about this for a while, but it, it, there's that one bit on the beach where she, she bludgeons a man. Yes. Who's lying there. And that, for me, prior to that, and even after, no one dies except for the purpose of feeding the alien. Yeah. She doesn't kill. She doesn't really show any want to kill. She even lets one of them go. Yeah. And I get that that's, you know, to represent a change in her sort but of thought I feel, process. But yeah. I don't get why it was such a needless kill to But it me. wasn't a needless kill because that's the first time she showed frustration. She showed a human emotion. It was uh, that point where she starts okay. questioning whether is she as alien as she believes she is. Which is why at the end where she's almost looking at her own face of what's mm. being this, the idea that, no, I am still separate. Mm. even though humans are just as bad as I am. And this is why I got really frustrated with this film, because there were these elements that could have been explored mm. further and bigger. And uh, I'll, I'll It jump... was a stunning film. It was a really stunning film. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll jump to my score now, and I'll go, mm. I gave it... Um, what did I put it as? Yours was three and a half. Yeah, I, I wrote a nice little thing about it. Three and a half preserved bodies is what nice. I gave it out of five. And I really questioned whether it was three and a half or three. Ah, and and you're probably the same way, but further I went, down. Yeah, I so I gave it three, but mine was three and a half or two and a oh sorry three or two and a half because I, I really didn't want to. I I know it's sassy, but you know I was looking at other films that I got at three, and I was like, actually, you know, were I to go back, I I I don't think I ever want to watch this film again. I really I really don't, but it was really really pretty, and it sounded great. I don't want to go back and watch this film. I want to discuss this film with other people, though. I want other <laughs> yeah. people to watch it and then talk about it and work out where it is, which is why I think I had it higher, because it got me thinking about stuff. And um, three and a half is where I hoped it would be, I think, is mm. is really what it could have been. Is like It could be a four-star film. Honestly, but... going, going into it, I really expected to love this film. Having yeah. heard what I've heard about it and seeing the sort of general consensus online yeah. of this film, I really thought 
I was like, oh, I'm really ready to love this. And, and then, then and it just, just in, but there we are. So yeah, it's a um, three point two five for yeah, for the go. podcast. The both of us. Yeah, which I think is a fair representation of where it is. It's, it's that's lower than what it's been given on most rating sites. Yeah, but I think it's a polarizing film. This one really polarizing. Which same... I was expecting this conversation to be more polar. To be honest, no, I I was disappointed. I wanted it to be more. Yeah. I really did. But yeah. Um, don't worry, we've got our next film coming up, which is... Uh, which is equally uh, Yeah, which is uh, Marriage Stories. So yeah. you've got to do this one in a minute. So, yeah, when you're ready, go. So it opens on um, a couple, or Scott has talking about uh, the things that her husband does that she loves. And then it cuts to Adam Driver, her husband, saying the things that she does that he loves. Turns out that they are listing these things, they are reading them in a therapy session, they are getting divorced, they have a kid. She wants to go to be an actor, or she's an actress, he's director and writer, and uh, she wants to go to LA and be an actress there, pursue sort of Hollywood acting. He loves the stage and he wants to stay where they are in New York, and his uh, show has just been picked up for Broadway. The film then is just how they resolve these two wants, their relationship with each other, their relationship with their kid, and their relationship with the friends that they have formed throughout the years that they both share. And cool. I mean, I don't know. No, that's. I think that that that's, that was a minute, roughly. <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, I think that's that that's it. It's a story of a couple uncoupling. Um, <clears throat> And a turbulent time in someone's life, but and it, I think this is quite unique of couples uncoupling because, as they establish, pretty much all of their friends are shared except for obviously uh, uh, Laura, Laura, what's her name? What Laura Dern? Laura Dern, and but she's she's a lawyer. She's not a friend. I thought she was her friend prior. No, she was, she she was just, just there as a lawyer. Yeah, just there as a lawyer. Oh, she just, sorry. She just comes across as best friend yeah. for women in law. And that's her sort of almost praying. That's her praying, that's her praying oh, essentially. Gee, I've watched this film. I, I genuinely assumed that they were like mates prior. But yes. Okay. So, well, in that case, out the window. This I think this is really unique then because other than the lawyers, all of their friends are like the same people. They yeah. have... And... and you know, you've watched, like, I don't know if you have watched, like Kramer versus Kramer, where there's people who the husband goes off to talk to and they are like, yeah, 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 you're doing this, this, and this, and this, and there's the stuff that the wife goes off to talk to and they're like, yeah, yeah, do this, do this, do this. But this isn't, I think this isn't, the, the issue with this, or not the issue, I think the great thing about this film is that it is not a film about sides, it is about the entity of a household. Yeah, it's uh, and I it does they do have people to go off and talk to, but not majorly. He's got the person he's having well, he's an got affair lot, yeah, with, yeah. and she's got her sister who he's not particularly close with. So there, there are elements, but that's not the focus of no. this. The focus of this is very much the proceeding of them breaking apart and mm. their interactions with each mm. other. They may have other friends, but that isn't important mm. to the story. What you need to know is how intertwined their lives have become, mm. which is what it focuses on. Um, it is a Noah Baumbach film. Yeah. And it's a Noah, it's a Noah <laughs> Baumbach film. That's that's that is my criticism of it. You go in there as a Noah Baumbach film, and you know it's a Noah Baumbach film. And I think he is a four-star director in everything he does. Not in everything he does. He does do some poorer films, but I not think... massively poor films. I think there are elements in it I really liked, and I did. There were bits 
that physically made me sick. <laughs> no, no, I would uh, turn my stomach and mm. there were bits I was really upset by and it did do a good job. But I don't know, it just didn't, f- it just felt lacking. It felt, felt a little, I don't know, he just wanted to show his writing chops and you find it with other directors just want to show that um, I can't remember his name the the writer of like The Trial of Chicago um, 7 or Trial Trial of Chicago 6 oh yeah Yeah, where it's that writing for the sake of writing to show that I'm clever I can do that and that's how I sort of feel with some of his stuff so you say that as a criticism however I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that Noah Baumbach is the best natural language scriptwriter at the moment. I can't think of anyone who does the most realistic conversations between people. The issue I have is his are always it always feels like it's between couples and families and stuff that's divided. And I think but that's I don't know his... I don't know why that's and it's not and it shouldn't be, and it shouldn't mar me. And I but I do I think I probably would have given this higher if I'd watched this before I'd watch his other works. It sounds weird to say that, but I felt like it was treading the same steps and it wasn't doing anything overly inspired mm. with his other ones. Um, I'm trying to think. I think this was my... Favourite of his? Th- this is my favourite of his, for yeah. sure. But I, I think I, this was my third foray into his... Because you've got, like, work. Squid and the Whale, you've got Greenberg, you've got... Um, Merowitz Stories. Merowitz Stories. You've, there's about four, he's got done about five, six films, and they all sort of feel like this almost New York family where there's some sort of chaos mm. in there. But that's fine. I And I get that. Do I think it does a good job of explaining it? Yes. Do I think that Scarlett Johansson is actually probably underutilized in this? Yeah. Because I mm. feel like Laura Dern steals the limelight and Adam Driver steals the limelight. And I feel like he doesn't write women as well as he could do for it. And that's... But you just said that Laura Dern steals it. So surely... Yeah, but she, she does well in it. Not because it's... But the reason she does so well is mm. because it's written... She's a lawyer. She's yeah. not a friend. She's not a. She's not a gender. She's mm. she's a shark. Mm. You don't need to write it for gender there. She's no. playing up certain roles, and that's why she does well with that. You could have. It had to be a woman for it because it was that sort of friendly. Oh no, put my arm around oh, yeah. you. But there's it's a coldness to it as well. It's a fakeness to it, which is not writing women well because it's not giving them that depth. It's given that you know yeah. that's that's what I mean by it. So I think Laura Dern was was brilliant. Mm. I thought Adam Driver was amazing in it mm. um and yeah i really enjoyed it and that i mean my favorite bit is the fight that him and i'm going to jump to the favorite it's the bit where him and uh scarlett hansen are having that fight in his new apartment and he yeah, talks and he about puts the fist through the wall yeah and he yeah. says i wish you were dead that sort of thing i just wish you and it was that real heartache and then the moment that she has to console him and it's just that idea that things it does feel real that moment that feels like oh, a real that, argument i i I fell in love. That was the that was the scene I was going to say was the. I think that's the best scene for sure. Yeah. I I it's just the yeah. knife. The knife it's scene made a, me sick. Huh? The knife scene made me feel physically ill. Where he, oh, with the where he cuts knife. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that I be. Yeah, I think Adam Driver is phenomenal in everything. Everything that man touches, I think, is just golden. I really love the song, which obviously I'm a musicals boy. Yeah, um, but I the way that they integrate. I mean, it's Sondime. It's from Company. Yeah, yeah. I I, I knew the song. Yeah, I, I got it all, and I understand and appreciate it. 
but I felt like it was a weird choice for someone who isn't avant-garde. You know, he's avant-garde theatre. He's maybe. I would have loved sometimes avant-garde. Yeah, but I would have rather a monologue rather than a song there of his almost descent and acceptance. I understand the okay. song. I think it was a good song for what it was yeah. and what it needed to do. And I think it was the right choice if you go and here's a song. This is what you're singing. Mm. You go, yeah, brilliant. And is he bad singing? No, but I would have. I think the whole point of that was that, you know, they're in the bar that's attached to the theatre. They, you know, it's like mm-hmm. this is a song that the piano player knows. I don't think that that, that I don't think that that song was like how songs are in musicals, where they're almost no outside no. of the like he clearly he got up and sang. You yeah, know, and in I, front of his friends. And I didn't like it. I, it wasn't. I didn't like it because it was a musical song. I have no problem with someone singing and no. performing if it's needed yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah. And it was needed. It's just. I thought it was a strange choice, an understandable choice if you're choosing a song, because a song is a more emotive and grow thing, and I get that. But I would have rather have him have a monologue, and the problem was this is the end point of about ten minutes of what I didn't like in the film. So it starts with her doing a song. <laughs> yes. It's basically the two song bits, and I feel like you could have cut that but I like, and had showed, something else. Yeah. Their... But you could have. I wanted something different mm. in that in that place. Mm. I just wanted something different in that place, mm. and that's what I would have done to change or improve this film, which we didn't talk about in the other film because I don't know where we'd go with that. We mm. already said as well. I would have add. I would have. It would have brought it down maybe fifteen minutes, but you could have had a more reflective growth point from him. I liked the ending. I really did like the ending where he comes back and then helps in, and they get the they get the letter and stuff like that. Oh, the reading, that, that makes me cry. But that's good. I, I didn't cry in this film, and I cry in films. And that's Christ, an issue. I cry like three points in this film. And that's and that's not what I mean. For mm-hmm. me, that's why it didn't get as good as it was, because I cry in films all the time. Mm. I, I cried in two films today that I watched, <laughs> and I didn't cry in this. Oh, this, uh, yeah, okay. This this film breaks me. So, so I love it. What's your, what would you try and make better in this film? Is there anything you could do as someone? Because you, you, you are suffering to loving this film. So. I, I really love it. I really, I. Don't... <laughs> or is there a bad part then? Is there a, a bit that you that sort of yeah, toys yeah, with you a little I'm bit? Trying to think. Because um, you may not be able to improve, but it's a bit you don't like. Is what I was thinking. I so I don't like. <laughs> I don't like the the the, the affair girl. You're not meant to, though, are you? <laughs> no, no, no but, I, no, but it's not like I don't like her. It's that I don't like that... Actress? That, that no, that bit. It's not It's not that I'm like, oh, I don't like you because you fucked up this marriage or anything like that. It's, it's just, I just, it feels... I guess this is kind of the point, but it feels out of character for everything else that you see of him. It's, it's to add a more fallible nature to him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and I get that. But... It's the it's the fact that I don't know I ju- I just don't like that bit and I don't know if it's because I want to like him so much that I don't like that or whether it's that I genuinely am just like I, that bit just it doesn't it, I don't it, get it but. it did feel it did feel out of sort I I when they mentioned the affair I thought he's not about a face he's, he's a yeah, nice isn't but it? I that's, think that's I think I... but I think that's the reason yeah. they go even nice guys can do it because um, otherwise what you're meant to be upset about him he's focused but the on his is, work but the thing is know? he said he, there, there's that and then later on he's talking about how there were so many opportunities for him to have affairs but he didn't and it's like well well hang on but the re- but he didn't have them because at that point they were still in <laughs> yeah, love yeah because at that point yeah 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 and she I was still that. having sex with him and he well then they weren't so I just took what was yeah. there you know 
Yeah. It's to make him, I think, a bit more of a animalistic creature and not this higher being that he sort of almost Mm. considers himself to be, you know? Mm. Yeah. I did like it. I I loved the... I I just... I loved their... their, I loved their them. You loved their them. It was... They would. They. I think they were phenomenal opposite each other, and the actual relationship and the the little moments. It's like you know, where they're still clearly like. They it opens and they clearly don't like each other, and she's just done the performance, and she says to him, "Oh, give, you you want to give me a note, don't you?" And he's like, "No, no, no, it's fine." And she goes, "Just give it to me because I know you're not going to sleep if you don't." And it's like that. She didn't need to. But she knew that that benefited him. But by the same token, I don't think they ever really fall out of love in this film. They just realise they are... And this is the... Different. They are different people who have different goals. And the problem is by being bound to each other, they can't achieve those goals that they want to do. Yeah. I did like the... And the bit at the end where they are... Where they're friends. He's moved back in. Yeah. Moved to LA to take a job there. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the kid wasn't horrible in it, which is always a plus. No, the kid was good. Um, So um, I gave this... Uh, actually, I'll let you go first. What did you give this? I gave this five. Yeah. I, re- I, <laughs> this was this was one of those films where I finished it. I went, yeah, five. That's like, and I and I went. I when I first watched it, I went and I instantly like texted my mum and dad. Said, watch this film. It's brilliant. I texted my sister. Like I was like, yeah, this. I give this <laughs> film eighty percent of everything I've got. I gave it four out of five. Nice. Um, oh, that was, and that's a great bit as well. Yeah, where she says, "Yeah, I, I got, I got you fifty-five percent," and she's like, "No, no, no," but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I, I wouldn't uh, to say I wouldn't watch this with my partner though. At the same time, I don't think not to say anything about. I just think it would stir up so many arguments unnecessarily that there were moments in there. I was like, "Do you think?" There are moments in there where I feel I'm very Adam Driver in how I am and meticulous, <laughs> and you know, but you know there is, you know, you're now thinking about it, going, yeah, actually, that. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I think I, I can't remember if I have watched this with them. I can't remember yeah. how many times but I watched this. I remember seeing the trailer, thinking I don't want to watch that with Carrie. Really? I know she wants yeah. to watch it, but I know there might be an argument if we watch it. I don't know if there would be, but I feel like there's mm. there's elements that will be discussed afterwards that not that it'd be a big one or anything like that, but it's just there's there's bits that are hit on it. <laughs> Try to cover my back now, in case in case she's just listening. Um, so, should we move on to our final film? Yeah. Which, um, which film is that, Josh? Oh, it's why, Black, Black why Widow. Why are we doing this? Black Widow, because it came out on Friday. Um, I can't remember who's meant to do this in a minute. It's you. Oh, fuck. Is it actually me? Yeah, I did, because I did. Oh, man. I did too last You only got Blazing Saddles last week. I know, but let's see if I can actually remember what happens in this film. Yeah. What do you... Okay. <laughs> let's yeah, go. Go. Um... Yeah, so that was a loud. Um... Yeah, I know. Uh, I... Black Widow, isn't it? Um... Do you want me to do it? Yeah, stuff happens. So it starts off. Um, they are kids in America um, with David Harbour wow. being. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, with their dad. It's it's. Is it the eighties? I believe it's around the eighties. Um, but essentially, they're there. They then have to pack up and leave and move quickly. And it's clear that it's a young Black Widow with her sister and her family and all this sort of thing. They're moving back. Essentially, they get taken back to Russia because they've achieved the mission that they weren't part of. They get split up, and at this point, um, Romanov has already become a Black Widow. She's already gone through the training, and her sister's been taken away to become a Black Widow. They are then split up, and she never sort of sees her family again because they all go off into separate places. Mm. We then follow the story of um, basically 
Romanov trying to take over the Red Room um, to get revenge on what's happened because things are going wrong in the world. <laughs> and she meets she meets her sister, that's, she meets her dad. That's a real that's a real <sighs> you, over Yeah, I mean if you want to go in on it. There's I, a lot of no, there's Go for, you see, there was so there's there's a look. Let's be honest. You know more about Black Widow, so no, you're. A, no, a, I mean, no, but even just watching the film, they, she's not trying to take over the Red Room. She thinks she's killed the person who runs the Red Room. She thinks the Red Room has disappeared. Yes. It yeah, is yeah. vanquished. Uh, she did that with her dad. That's yeah. why he was in jail. She then discovers through her sister, Red Room still exists. Her sister, meanwhile, has discovered that there all the Black Widows are being brainwashed and there is a way to stop it. Yeah. So she makes that her mission and coincidentally it, both of them require going to the Red Room because they're not... That's the only reason that they yeah, go yeah. together at the start is because... Both the, their missions coincide. Yeah. It's not a... The, up till about you know two-thirds of the way through it is not... It's not happy families, is it? Really? No, they, they don't get on um, at all. No, it's a mess. They're not really friendly with anyone. It's it's a tight, a tested mm. relationship to to achieve the goal. This film, I was saying, to I try. I was trying to do it without giving too much away yeah. in spoilers because it's a new film. So we'll discuss it loosely. If we there think are... we're going to get some spoilery bits, we'll let yeah. you guys know and then just say skip to the end or yeah. you know, go, we'll see you next week, sort of thing. Um, it... this film does not feel like a Marvel film. Was, is my first point. It, no, it doesn't. It feels more like... A Bourne. Kingsman. I, I, I felt very... Paul Green, I thought yeah. Paul Greengrass could be directing this with, with a steadier cam. Yeah, maybe. I think it felt like Kingsman. It's that sort of... Yeah. It, it's a spy. It's, it, I think it was a spy, it was a spy movie. Yeah, it's a fantastical spy movie is yeah. the way I look at it. There's not... I mean, and you, I don't think you'd consider spoilers. Maybe spoilers. There's no other heroes in it. Like, I mean, there are, but they're not the ones that we know. Yeah, so it focuses solely on Black Widow and her family. Which I really liked. The introduction of Florence Pugh as her sister and David Harbour. Yeah, who are both phenomenal supporting cast. I hate David Harbour. What? I hate David Harbour in everything he does. I thought you liked him. I do not like David Harbour. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, I don't like him. I think he is a flash in the pan that should have been gone already in my mind. I really do not like him. What? He was the best thing in that. What was the, what, the Runaways? <laughs> the he, Runaways that we watched. Yeah, he yeah. was the best thing in that. But that's not saying. Was it him? Michael, Michael Shannon was in the Runaways, wasn't it? Might be wrong, but um, I, 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 I don't know. It's I don't particularly like him in it. He he plays. I think Hellboy has really soured me to him as well, um, which doesn't help. It just, I, I'm not a big fan of him. I, the character that he was, oh, no, I think, right. okay. Sorry, is Michael Shannon? Is it? Oh um, my god, I was thinking of the wrong guy. Were you thinking of Michael Shannon? Yeah, yeah. They look similar. Ah, oh, they're they're tall white guys. <laughs> Michael Shannon, Shape of Water, all that sort of thing. Yeah, I like Michael Shannon. I, I really rate him. But David Harbour, I don't rate at all. Stranger Things and Hellboy and this is sort of the big things that I think of with David Harbour. Oh my god! Have you? Are you? I actually can't believe that. I really. I watched the whole thing, <laughs> film, being like, "This is. This is. Yeah. This is. That's that guy." No, I didn't like him in this, and I didn't think he was particularly oh, good. Oh no, I really liked him in this. I, I thought I, he. I thought he really held his own. My my, this is Black Widow in the slippy accents is the way I looked at this film. Oh no, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. No. So no. Uh, Florence Pugh's was great. 
Florence Pugh's was good for the most part. There were the odd moments, but really, and, and this is this is the thing, I, I felt really bad if I didn't like this film. And it, and it was weird to say that I had to like this film, but it felt like saying, I don't like this film, I don't like female superhero films, which is not the case. I love Captain well, I'm Marvel. Black Panther. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really concerned about it. But the things I don't like in this film are not Black Widow, it's not Florence Pugh, it's not um, Rachel Weisz. It's the male parts in this film. Ray Winston. Oh fuck his, Ray Winston. Fucking Ray Winston. Fuck did he get that job? Fuck. Oh, let's let's get Cockney Boy to do Russian, and he was an absolute mess. That yeah. was a shit show. That but was like, the worst accent. Him and David Harbour were the weak points, and now David Harbour's busy trying to get a solo film. Are you serious? Sorry, no. I think yeah. David Harbour was good in this. I did. I didn't. But oh. I don't know if I. But I don't know if it's the same thing that if I see a film with Sarah Paulson, and I'm like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, that's true. I just can't get past it. No, I. Right, I no, I, I think that what held this film together was the supporting cast, except for Ray Winston, who can go fuck himself. You you could have you could you have, can tell him what I said. Yeah, I, I, he, he will find you. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson won't find you for ScarJo. Ray Winston sweetie. will. <laughs> but that's the thing. As a film, I liked it. It felt good throughout the. It was it was. He said it was a spy thriller. It was mm-hmm. interesting. The story was well done. I followed. I know. I really sort of like med at the beginning but it wasn't deliberate i just didn't know how to do it without giving too much away i yeah, didn't know yeah, how yeah. to do how to say it with sparing it um but i thought the story was a good concept and a great way to introduce who those characters are because mm. they will be in the next phase of mm. marvel um, and it is a good sort of farewell let's give some black backstory to black widow which hasn't really happened she's just sort of shown up as yeah. a part in other films to add a little bit and her Go, going into it I thought that this film would have been prior to Avengers or the first one yeah like the whole I yeah. thought the, I thought this film was like life before Avengers for Black Widow I think that would have been a better film and yeah I mean they touched on bits didn't they with like yeah. Barton and that but it yeah I'd love to see the, the you know the defection the film but the fact that they managed to slot this in between Civil War and Infinity War, I really mm. liked. It was. It was a. It was not where I expected to be, but it seemed to work, and it was a good thing because she's because the However, idea is she's on the run from the American yeah. government. So it, yeah. However, I wanted a more. So my my improvement for this film would be a a a grander. Sort of, I think it would have just been a grander everything, grander spectacle on it all. Well, the, not spe- it, it was the, a big spectacle, but it was. At the end of it, I mean, not to, you know, this isn't, I'm going to quote Black Widow in the film now. She says, you don't, she says to to Ray, you don't mean anything. You're not, no no one's, you know, we've got gods and events and superheroes. You are nothing. What you do, you are nothing. And it's sort of how the film felt at points. That was how the film felt to me at the end was it was just like, oh yeah, cool. But, but actually... It's all of the all yeah. of the others. All of the other superhero films have had like, you know, even fucking the first Captain America had the Red Skull, which was sick. Yeah, it was a really good big bad. And then this was like, this felt like a film that was introducing people. <laughs> I mean, the the villain in this film really was your dad, one of your dad's mates down the pub. <laughs> it felt it like, was like a Rus- <laughs> it was a Russian mobster. It was the yeah. bad guy, and I think that's so underwhelming considering what. Equally, and it's not, and it's not even just like you know, for 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 world building's sake. It's not like oh, we have to you know power level to Black Widow because 
we've literally watched Black Widow like go toe to toe with, you know, Thanos's horsemen and all that, and it's yeah. like she can do this shit, and yeah. it looks cooler when she does than when she's just beating up people who are just her but weaker. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Black Widow, um, and I, I know this isn't the film, but I feel like it just needs to be addressed. Black Widow, I feel, has been underutilized in the whole series, and I mean. They brought her in as a sex symbol. They they did, and that's not necessarily what she was in the original set of comics because she was like mm, no. she was the. But she wasn't even in, she wasn't even in the original. Avengers. But when she, she came was, in, yeah. she was like a um, Eastern European socialite. Is how she came in, wasn't she? She was that sort of. You come to this, and she had power outside of it, and she wasn't this sort of seductress widow, which was mm. very much what they're sort of inspired by from mm. wartime. But that's sort of how it felt like they treated her throughout this, and. Even the fact that her suits got smaller and smaller almost yeah. through it, I really like the fact that Florence Pugh was wearing like a baggy suit. Yeah, and it dresses the stance. Yeah, and dresses that was that was the best bit. For and me. then she does it that again. Was, that was genuinely yeah. the best bit. Is when she's like they're just pissing about in that There's, car shop. They work together really nicely, yeah. those two. And I think I think that's a testament to both them as actresses. I yeah. think they are two actresses. I'm definitely gonna keep eye on for everything they do going oh, yeah. forward. I like, Flor- <laughs> yeah. but no, I like everything that Scarlett Johansson does. I, I think yeah. she she does do the odd bad film, but I never go. Her performance was bad. Yeah. She's playing the role that's needed. Florence Pugh, same thing. I've not seen her do anything poorly no. in, in in the catalogs that I've I've gone in there, and it's not looking for it as a sexualized way or anything like that, which it can be misconstrued in. It's not. They are both really good actresses, mm. and it's it's a testament to Marvel the fact they can get these high caliber actors in, but also to do it. you know clearly. Because th- this has been in, you know, in the pipeline, and as as Marvel are, like their scouting team is on another level for casting. Like that, they must have caught Florence Pugh straight off the back of Midsummer with this. Well, Midsummer, yeah, came out two thousand seven. Fighting the family around that sort of time. Little Women's only just recently come out, so yeah, been before I mean, that, yeah. yeah. So it's it must have been around that. But then again, Midsummer when it came out, it was she just took the world yeah, by but, storm, but. They just, that they just, film took the world by storm. I wouldn't necessarily say she. Did. She was the bit for for me yeah. that really stood out. But, oh yeah, yeah. but she, yeah. but my point being is that it wasn't like. I don't know that. Oh, like everyone came out going Florence Pugh's great. I don't know that anyone came out going Florence Pugh's the next fucking Black Widow. Marvel. Yeah. You know, well, franchise they, tag. But then again, after you came out, um, Captain Marvel had just started, hadn't it? So mm. it was just kind of the same time, and you like mm. Brie Larson is the flagship going yeah. forward. Um, but yeah, I don't want to give too much away from the film. Um, favorite bit you for you was the interaction between the two of them. Yeah. I think that's probably where I really enjoyed it. I really liked the prison scene at at mm-hmm. the, that spectacle around there. I thought that was better than later that on. That bit's in the trailer, and I really expected that. Having watched the trailer, I expected that bit to be coming later on in the film. Yeah. I, I liked- it was nice. It was like a big, big and boss fight in the in the middle. That was good. But my favorite bit's to do with the pig. I like the whole pig section where it comes in, they can control the pig. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting way that he did that. Weird so thing, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to give too much away for, for those watch it. Where could we improve it? <laughs> for me, main thing is get rid of Ray Winston and make a better big bad for her to fight. Yeah, as, as, I, as I said, I think it just... it just There needed to be more... It's, it's hard. There needed to be a higher threat. It's hard to add a different big bad in when they've thrown it in the middle of another thing going on. I know that, but they did they did do Killmonger with Black Panther, which didn't really affect the rest of the world essentially, did it? So why they couldn't have done something that's like a 
actual threat. But Killmonger but, again I mean, is this, just a regular yeah, guy. I isn't mean, he? it depends. It depends on how you see it. This this was a threat. This was as much of a threat as. I suppose actually, the 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 film you can compare this to is the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Captain yeah. America: The Winter Soldier, because it's like the threat is world ending, but it's not a big bad world ending. It's like a, an organization. It's, I mean, it's and Man and the Wasp is sort of. I also sort of look at it a similar sort of way. Because it's just yeah. Well, Ant Man, the first one, yeah, it's yeah. Ant Man the Wasp, isn't it? But that you know, like it's a guy who could do something nefarious and could essentially control the world if he wanted to. But that's but yeah, a, but similar that, but similar that's powers. Sort of, that I think the you know like Yellow Jacket in that feels like more of a big bad than Ray Winston. Definitely, yeah. It's but as a whole, for if those of you who haven't watched it, I would recommend oh, watching sure. it definitely. Yeah. And if you like Marvel, enjoy. And if you enjoy Spy, and, I, and sit sit through. Sit through the credits. Yeah, there skip is, through them if you're on Disney Plus or wherever you're going to watch it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, there is a post credit as is with all Marvel mm. now. Um, yeah. So, what did you give this out of five? Believe a three and a half. I also gave it. I gave it three and a half accents out of five because that's how many I felt were spot on. <laughs> Who was the half? The half was harbour oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a good film. Enjoyed it. Um, it's not better than Black Panther, though. No, no. I think this is very middling. Very, the, it's a very middling the, one uh, on the grand scheme of the delay. I wish it was a bigger scale just to get everyone pumped and ready for more Marvel. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for where Marvel is going. Whether that's because of this film or because of the TV series, I don't know, but. There, there, were, there was something about sitting down to watch this and the Marvel thing yeah. coming up again. I was like, oh, okay, what? this is sick. What if yeah, this was a better if? film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, should we move on to see our rankings? Oh, yeah. In what a ranker. What a ranker. You like me right now. You like me. So, we will start with our worst or best. Which one would you like to do this week, Josh? Should we do our best films? No, let's start with our worst. worst we've, been, we've been starting with the best. So we'll let's... start with the worst. Okay. <clears throat> we'll finish with the best. Do you want to explain... Do you want to give us your worst first, or do you want me to give the worst first? My worst is Lucy. Any reason particularly why? I used 100% of my brain to figure out that that movie was dog shit. <laughs> It is. It's a horror. It's she a horror turns film. into a fucking USB at the end. That's it. That's that's my review of that movie. She turns into a USB. How good could it be? But somehow it was better in my mind than yeah. the film I chose, which was The Spirit. Um, I don't know if you've. I seen don't know Spirit. anything about that. Oh, film. it's um, essentially uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote Sin City, uh, Frank. Frank what? Miller. What's his name? Frank Miller. That's it, isn't it? Who uh, did wrote Sin City and stuff? Basically, they gave him his directorial. Oh, sorry, did that? Yeah, as in the the, the novel. Yeah, yeah, they because he was a consultant on those. They gave him his own ability to turn a comic into a stage thing, which was uh, into a film. It's his first act, uh, directorial thing, and it's horrific. It really is. I don't horrific. even know the comic that that's based on. It's based on the spirit, which is yeah. But what was the plot? Um, a man in a red in a black suit with a cap and a tie, uh, a red tie goes around trying to save the day. There's like over-the-top villains, which is Samuel L. Jackson, um, who is a scientist who's trying to create like 
turn himself into a god essentially, and he's working on these people, and he's turned these like there's like three dum dum characters that talk, and Scarlett Johansson is another villain who's like a sexy sidekick, but also Eva Mendes is someone he knew from his childhood, whose father was a cop who got oh killed. Oh my and all god, that. I want to watch this. It's horrific. It honestly <laughs> you, is horrific. You just sold it to me. Yeah, it, but honestly, none of it is good. It's poorly directed. It's like they've done the Sin City styling, but ramped it all up to. 20 yeah. and it just doesn't who work. was it who directed since it? I've forgotten. Um, uh, Robert Rodriguez no, did the first it. one, and Quentin Tarantino did the scene with Clive yeah, the, Owen, the head, and yeah. Benicio del Toro. Yes, um, but let's look at our best three films, right? So, what do you have in number three, Josh? So, the, yeah, these are and, I, and all of these pained me to put them in this order because I don't know that I, I totally think, but. Is number three is Jojo Rabbit. Number three, Jojo Rabbit for you. For me, yeah. Taika Waititi, 2020. Yeah. Um, I put in Lost in Translation as yeah, number three. Yeah, that would be on yours. Which I, I love. You're I a think. sucker for Bill Murray, aren't you? Not a sucker for him. I don't think he's the be-all and end-all. I just think that's a really well-done yeah, film and a really fair. good... I, I, I do enjoy him in comedy, but this isn't comedy, That really. was one that we... We We're going to do for we watched, we watched for a podcast that never happened. Yeah, I know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll return to it. Um, what's your number two? My number two is Marriage Story. Is Marriage Story. My number two is The Prestige. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, although she's not massively yeah, in that yeah, yeah, film, yeah. it just is an, is a great film yeah. for me. I, I really, really love it. I think we both got the same number one, though. My number one's Her. My number one is also Her. Yeah. So that's my favourite film, and she's not on screen at all for no. it, which sounds but, bad. But her performance is um, absolutely incredible yeah Snub, Oscar incredible. snub if there's ever been an Oscar nomination snub it's, mm. it's there because they didn't want to give it for voice work yeah. but yeah check it out we also discuss it in more detail in our Joaquin Phoenix episode yeah mm. um, so should, before we head off I will give you everyone a clue and then I'll say goodbye and wave right. fondly as the camera pans away <laughs> uh, so the clue for next week's celebrity actor oh, it's my privilege thank you Leno's child is obtaining and analysing numbers about pork product. Leno's child is obtaining and analysing numbers about pork product. I feel like I'm doing like the countdown conundrum as I it goes away. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was... Uh, that's exactly what I had in my head. Yeah. So it's like, yep, yeah, join us after the break and yeah. I'll tell you what it is. Oh, can you work it out? Yeah, so... That's the clue. Um, hopefully you work it out. If you do, drop us a message. As we say, always just yeah, get in contact if you like anything, hate anything, disagree with us. Um, maybe you or think, agree. Yeah. Maybe you agree. Maybe you think maybe one of us is right and one of us is wrong. And actually all the accents were really good. Yeah. And, and David Harbour was in fact in The Runaways. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. It's blown your mind. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, do check out all our socials on at onbwpod. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter, which is still dead. And, and <laughs> we also have a Facebook page as well for it, which I think will slowly Old move into... Borrowed. Which is Old New Borrowed Who. And our email address is oldnewborrowedwho at gmail.com if you do want to get in contact with us about anything. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Um, as always, I've been Josh. I've been Josh. And we've been Josh. Right. In Soviet Russia. I'm <laughs> right, you fucking hell, mate. <laughs> <laughs>